right, and hello and welcome to It's a Scary Life. I am Melody, your host, and this is my wonderful co-host, Ellen. Hi! And we are back for another episode. Woo! Yeah! Still doing it. Yeah! <laughs> haven't given up the project. We haven't. Yeah. Her ankle is getting better. Oh, yeah. Ellen recently sprained her ankle. It was super fun. Yeah. I hated it. I spent a week indoors. I mean, did you hate it? I, I was doing your laundry for you. That was lovely. Melody came up. That part was lovely. It was like the part after that where I was just in the house being like, I can't get down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, it was really great. Melody came over and helped me cook and did all my laundry and folded it, even though I didn't expect her to fold it. It was very nice. <laughs> all right. So how, how are you feeling today? Good. Yeah. Good. I can mostly do everything except like, Going downstairs hurts. That's good. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. New, new job. Hell yeah. People with healthy boundaries. Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to enjoy this one. Not good. Yeah. In the field of dentistry, which... Um, Ooh, teeth. Yeah, I like dentistry. I like x-rays. I think x-rays are really fucking cool. They are. Um, yeah, it's a, I work in a place with an autoclave, and I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Oh, that's... <laughs> like when I go and get my piercings done, I tend to nerd out over the autoclave while we're waiting for um oh falling mics. Fuck. Um but, housekeeping is gone. Okay, yes. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I tend to just sort of nerd out over the autoclave sanitizing my jewelry and needles for me. <laughs> that's the type of person I am. If anyone was wondering, Melody's a nerd. I know that we've really kept that in the dark for this one, <laughs> um, but, like, you heard it here first. Um, I, I, we, I doubt we've kept that in the dark. It's really not in the dark. I'm so, I'm too pretentious. People know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel like pretension is very healthy. Yeah, in some ways, yeah. Yeah. I like being pretentious. It's fun. Yeah. As long as you're also, like, open to other people's opinions, I feel like you're good. Absolutely. The thing is, is that, like, there's a difference between being open and being accepting. <laughs> okay, fair. And it's like, I'll accept it, but sometimes I'm not open, so. That's, that's fair. All right. So, yeah. for today's episode, Ellen's one clue is that it's, it's a Halloween-y. Hell yeah! We're we're in the month of October, and also so said that this isn't the spooky episode. Yes, we're not. We're doing some proper spook spook for right before Halloween. Fuck yeah! <laughs> um, and I have some other plans with that one as well. It's gonna be gonna be fun. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so Ellen just knows that it's Halloweeny. We're we're in the month of October right now, and fuck yeah. So I am in my element. I am my happiest, and I will stop being my happiest November first. Aww, <laughs> I'm at my happiest because all the bugs are dead. Aww, fuck them mosquitoes. I hate <laughs> mosquitoes. They can, they can and have fought me, and I don't like it. Yeah, and they're I've definitely fought mosquitoes. I have watched my blood fly away from me. <sighs> bastards they have done nothing to deserve my blood like here's the thing yeah there was no consent there um and i feel no remorse when i squish them or kill them i feel like i love that you're kind of implying that you're totally willing to do blood sacrifice for people um here's my thing with blood sacrifice (laughs) one if you want my period blood um pay me and we'll talk um but also then i anyways two i don't Mm -hmm. I'm questioning what magic means period blood. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or like if there's some vampires that want it. Whatever. <laughs> like I feel like that'd be the you know, you do a you do a little diva cup and then you like stick a stick a popsicle stick in it. Yeah. <laughs> Just give it to the vamp. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to like water it down or something, but you know. I feel like they wouldn't want menstruation blood because like it also has the the lining and that's like flavor. I don't know. I'm not a fucking vampire. But no, yeah, I feel, but my one thing about, like, sacrificial blood is that a lot of the times people take it from the hands where, like, you have the most nerves. Yeah. And I don't like that shit. Like, I'll cut my leg. No, I won't. Someone else will have to do it for me because I am a fucking wimp. And this is why we don't do blood oaths. 
No. <laughs> I meant us personally. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a fucking wimp and I don't want to cut my hand open because it hurts. Yeah. But I yeah. don't mix blood because I studied the HIV pandemic epidemic and stuff. <sighs> Listen, we all... <laughs> We all, we all, we've all done rent. Uh, yep, we <laughs> sure have. <laughs> and we all then watched Angels in America and we cried and cried and cried. And studied things and fell in love with Anthony Fauci. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I got really mad that Andrew Garfield is no longer Spider Man. What? What? Why were you mad? Because I liked him as Spider Man. Oh, okay. He was. I mean, he wasn't dorky enough, but he was pretty. And he wasn't, like, funded by a bajillionaire, which I like. He's charming, but, like, he's not... He's not the right kind of snark. No, I'll give you that. Tom Holland nails it with Peter. Fair enough. But also, I will... I don't like Iron Man. And so anything that Iron Man likes, I'm immediately like... (laughs) Should we? Should we? Please don't come after me, comic book nerds. I um, don't give a shit. He's a fucking fake billionaire, and I can take out all my ire about real billionaires at him. Yeah. yeah. Especially since we have a real billionaire who thinks he's a Tony Stark, when really he's just an asshole. He's, like, a shittier Edison. Oh, that one. I was like, which one? Yeah, Musk. Oh, God. <laughs> he's a shittier Edison with more money. None oh. of you have gone into space. Absolute <sighs> dipshits. You have not been to space. You have not even gotten close to being into space. Tom All you Cruise did was is going to space. Tom Cruise can suck it. I don't. I don't like that William Shatner is going into space. Fuck you. Leave it to the scientists. Did you go to school for science, sir? Honestly, at his age, that's a great send off. <laughs> Listen, if we were just shooting him off into space, like as his dying wish. Fine. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to. I don't, I feel that. like if we shoot you off into space and you are not a scientist or an educator, that you, sh- you don't there? get to come back. Fair. Like if you if, well, if you're that depends if we do hit a point where we have terraformed Mars or some shit. Oh well, we that's fine. Back and forth. But. That's fine. Mm, that's somewhat. If, if you're <laughs> a regular fucking person, fine. But if you're a billionaire who's like funding the project and making like. Well, that's the only way the product company towns. Ta- then ordinary people go because they need yeah. workers. I'm sorry, but if you're building company towns on Mars, you can fucking die there. <laughs> we will tell you we're sending resources, and then we fucking won't. Oh well, luckily, Owen, it will more than likely not happen in our lifetimes. Good. Anywho, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Yes, Halloween, and getting back to the episode, I oh, just God. want to. Uh, Let's start it off thanking you, the listener, for taking a chance on us. We are just so happy that you are listening to this weird thing that we're doing to give me an outlet for my interests and bond. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it gives me an excuse to see Melody all the time, which is yeah. great. I, I get to see my sister. It's fantastic. Hell yeah. Um, if you would like to support us uh, so I can feed Ellen the good food after telling her all these ugly stories Please. and things about the world, you can do so at patreon.com slash it's a scary life and uh, take a look at our membership options there. But of course, if you can't become a member, we're always so happy here to have you. Yeah. We just uh, want you to feel welcome. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll form a parasocial relationship with you. Absolutely. Hell yeah. We're here for it. As long as it doesn't get too weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fine line. There is. Melody, you're grinning way too much about this. Sorry. No, it just makes me think of all the insane things people do for parasocial relationships. Yeah. We want a very gentle, like, oh, those nice ladies. Like that vibe. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) A chill relationship. Okay. Okay. So today, my dear Ellen. Yeah. Oh, dear. We're going to be discussing a shocking Halloween story that started an urban legend. So do you do you remember trick-or-treating on Halloween? Oh, man. Is this the fucking the fucking razors and the candy shit? No, that's actually been proven to be a total myth. Yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I do like trick-or-treating. It is fun. One time I did it as an adult with a roommate. Amazing. um, 
It was great. It was kind of a wet year, so like there weren't as many kids out, and the parents were all like drinking beers, and they were like, "You want candy? You random post college kids, get on over here!" Yeah. And then we got pizza and watched. Um... Oh gosh, what's the one with the with the with the vagina with teeth? Teeth. Yeah, I love that movie. It's phenomenal. Up. It's kind of fun. It is. It's one of my top ten movies of all time. It is an incredible analysis of purity culture and the damage it has on people's psyche and mm-hmm. their mental health. It is also just this phenomenal look at rape culture and how we behave about yeah. around surrounding rape and things. It's just it's. It's an incredible movie. I highly recommend it. And if you are someone with a penis being like, oh, I'll never watch that. Just so you know, that is a really, really bad thing to admit. Because if you watch the movie, you'll understand. You don't want to be a guy where the teeth come out. And if you're terrified of that, you are telling us a lot about you. A lot. (laughs) So were you ever made to check your candy after trick-or-treating? Like, give it to my parents so they could take a candy tax? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, check the wrappers, make sure nothing was tampered with. Oh, no, like, we were kind of supposed to, but I pretty much would, like, dump my candy on the table and trade away all the candy I didn't want to my parents. Nice. And then get better candy from the candy that was left over from our trick-or-treating thing. Yeah, yeah, I was (laughs) a picky little bastard, so it worked out. Yeah, we were, in my house, we were made to religiously check our candy. Oh, shit. Um, like, every single piece. Uh, and it was pretty annoying, although, I mean, it gave you a chance to organize and then prepare for negotiations with the candy trade. Oh, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I had a lot of good deals because I didn't, for the longest time, I didn't like chocolate and peanut butter combined. I do now. I do now. You've seen me. That is so heartbreaking. You've seen me cork down peanut butter M and M's. I have, yes. So you know it is no longer a thing. But as a kid, I was a, I was a purist. I was like, it's either peanut butter or it's chocolate. Fuck out of here. This is abhorrent. I know, but I got a lot of really good like Kit Kats from it. Nice. Like I also yeah. didn't like the Tootsie Rolls, and so like you could usually trade those away and get like some decent stuff. Oh yeah. Or just feed it to my dad. He'll eat anything. I love him. <laughs> I tend to not like hot tamales. They're just like, when I was little, I didn't, they were a little too hot. And then like, now I'm just kind of like, they're meh. It's because you eat Takis for fun. <laughs> this is true. Um, but yeah, I, I always had great uh, trades and shit like that. I um, trick-or-treated almost every year until I was 18. Hell yeah. I uh, mean, what else are you going to do? And the years that I didn't trick-or-treat in that were years that I was working at a haunt oh, that on was fun. Halloween night, and so I couldn't trick or treat because I was working Aww. a haunt. And in <laughs> That's the still pretty scaring fun. people. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've always had. I love Halloween. This is my favorite time of year. <laughs> it's a good fucking time. It's there were like several Halloweens where I was like sick on the holiday, but which meant that I got to stay home in costume and pass out candy um, and eat the candy that we had gotten, which was always quality. Oh, yeah. So it worked out. I was like, oh no, I get to sit here with this big thing of Kit Kats and Snickers and Milky Ways. Yeah, I would map out houses and figure out who always gave out the full size Oh, see, we just go to the the, um, the richest part of the of the town and nice. take their candy. We we were in the rich portion of town, so um, <laughs> I would just go around my neighborhood, oh, um, wow. and then go into the set of cul-de-sacs across the way mm-hmm. as well. And you would get like I would get like a pillowcase full of fucking candy. There was this one year. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna be the whole episode, guys. There was this one year when um, I was dressed up as Eowyn, which was the one year when my dad got to do some of the costume. Yeah. Like, he got to make me a little helmet and a little sword. It was great. <laughs> my mom made the cloak. Um, and it rained. And so there were, like, three or four different houses where it was, like, almost 10 o'clock, and we were the only ones they'd seen. Yeah. And so they just dumped their entire goddamn bowl into nice. my bag. And it was amazing. Yeah, I would purposely try to be out towards the end of the night for that very reason because oh, yeah. like, once the like the little kids were gone a lot yeah. of people were like just take my fucking candy I don't want it in the house I will eat it all yeah exactly <laughs> it's like okay yeah I'll help 
so checking case. Did some fucking asshole actually do some shit? I thought this was an urban legend too. It is, but you'll you'll see. Um, God damn it. So this is the origin of the urban legend of the stranger who gave out poisoned candy to trick-or-treaters. Cool. So, you know, anyone who has trick-or-treated knows the story of checking our candy every Halloween because we need to make sure it hasn't been tampered with. There might be poison. Mm -hmm. Except it it isn't exactly what happened in the real-life version of events. It wasn't just some strange person handing out poison to children. Yet we still check children's candy in our homes or even in police departments because of the initial impressions of this investigation and the media coverage sticking in people's minds. The police station? Yeah, people do that every year. Oh my god. Every year. The fuck? (laughs) Go on. So what was it that actually happened and is it even necessary to check kids' candy? So today we'll be going through the attempted murder of four children and the murder of Timothy O'Brien. No! Is Timothy a kid? Yes. Fuck! Wait, how old? Eight. God damn it. I thought this was going to be... You said it was a Halloween episode. I thought it was going to be fun, Melody. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, why do we even celebrate Halloween? That one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is New Year. Yeah. So, I mean, there are harvest festivals at the end of October, beginning of November in many cultures across the world. And each culture has its own rituals surrounding their celebrations. And there are two aspects that are universally true. They want to celebrate the harvest. And it's the time of year where the veil between the realm or in this realm and another is thin. The other realm can simply be the other side where our loved ones wait, but can also be the realm of spirits and demons, depending on the culture and time period. So in American tradition, we derive our traditions from the Celtic tradition of Samhain, also known as All Hallows' Eve or All Saints' Day. Okay, but that's like when the Christians got hold of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They, They were like, everybody's celebrating this, and if we tell them not to, then they won't, then we'll have to, like, get bloody again. Yeah. So. But also, by the time that it was being brought to America, it was more commonly known as All Hallows' Eve or All oh, Saints Day. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Christians. So this is, the festival is three days, as all festivals in Celtic tradition are. And it celebrates the harvest and is a day to hide away from demons and spirits. So people do this by wearing masks hide their faces so they cannot be identified as moral. And they would also go around uh, to their neighbors asking for food or drink, which is where we get the uh, house-to-house aspect of it. Hell yeah, I love it. It's like pre-wassail wassailing. It's so <laughs> fun. I I love it. literally any holiday where the origins are like, you're going to go to your neighbor's houses and you're going to ask them to fucking feed you because I don't want it today. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Okay. Give us some piggy pudding. It's so demanding. It's great. I love it. They're like, we will stand here and sing in our little child voices that can't do harmony until you fucking comply. I love it. This is why modern caroling doesn't make sense to me because it's just like you're not, you're mostly just annoying people. I mean, I think it's the tradition of it of being like, oh, I'll give you something, you'll sing, and it's like, it's an exchange. Yeah. I do also like the idea of just going up to people's houses and annoying them. True. As long as it's not my house. <laughs> oh, and then uh, people would also play pranks on one another to celebrate the traditions. And so during the wave of Irish immigration in the 1800s, the traditions became very largely a part of American culture. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we are. We're the melting pot for the most part. We fuck <laughs> up sometimes a lot. Most of them. A lot of it. It's fun. It's if fun. If you can it's be fun. considered European, you're, you're melted. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the 1920s, it was a popular holiday for parties and playing pranks on one another. Through these parties, candy manufacturers saw an opportunity to profit and started selling Halloween-themed candy based yes. on popular monsters of the day, <laughs> which would be Dracula. Fuck yeah. Frankenstein. Hell yeah. Mummies and witches. Yeah, buddy. The classic images we still see now. So from here, the tradition of trick-or-treating as we know it began. Now getting into our actual case, 
Ronald O'Brien. Ronald O'Brien was a father of two in Deer Park, Texas, a town in East Texas near Houston, Sugarland, with a population of roughly 13,000 in 1974. Okay. Born Ronald Clark O'Brien on October 19, 1944, there's very little known about Ronald's life outside of this case, which earned him the monikers The Man Who Killed Halloween and The Candyman. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, did he kill his own kids? Yeah. Melody. This isn't spooky fun. This gets worse. I'm sorry. Next time is spooky fun, I promise. You're getting some proper spook, I promise. Okay. Okay, go on. I forgot this was a true crime podcast. (laughs) Okay, go on. Um, He had a wife. uh, I think you say it to me, but... Denine? Denine? It's D-A-Y-N-E-N-E. Denine, I think. Where are these folks from? Texas. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't want to offend any of our <clears throat> Southern viewers, so uh, I'm not going <laughs> to... You're like, there are too many guns in that state. Um, I mean, I'm from Missouri, so like I could try and pronounce it, but uh, we have better barbecue, so like I'm not going to yeah, start I even, shit. I even tried to find a pronunciation online. It's, and it's probably just, Denine. Like, yeah. you know. Or dinning. I don't know. But he and his wife and his two children, Timothy, eight, and Elizabeth, five, Ronald work as an optician at a Texas, at the Texas State Optical in Sharpston, Houston. He was a deacon at Second Baptist Church, where he was in charge of their local bus program and sang in the choir. Wait, the bus program, like... So... A church bus program is usually a program that helps elderly people get Oh, okay, okay, that kind of bus program. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> I was like, are we are we talking about it's like yeah, community <laughs> service buses? Okay. So Halloween, nineteen seventy-four. Ronald had brought his family to go trick or treating and spend the night at a friend's neighborhood in the near town in the in the nearby suburb of Pasadena, Texas. He had his two children, Timothy and Elizabeth, as well as three other children in the group of trick-or-treaters. As the group was moving from house to house, they came across a house where no one seemed to answer the door. The kids moved on from the house after waiting a bit, but Ronald decided to hang back, telling the kids he'd wait to see if anyone answered. A couple minutes later, he caught up with the kids, handing them each a giant pixie stick. For reference, if you haven't seen a giant pixie stick. They're fucking huge. I mean, listen, I was not a pixie stick gal. Again, I was an abomination unto children um, (laughs) in the fact that I was picky about fucking candy. But this is pure sugar and maybe some crack. Have you seen children on pixie sticks, Melody? I mean, Have you seen fine. someone snort a pixie stick? Yeah, no, it's painful. I've done it's it myself. Melody. It hurts. Yeah. It's not worth it. No. It was worth the five bucks, but it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm concerned about all of you. I was like eight. Five bucks was a lot of money to do one stupid thing. Oh, you got paid for that. I thought you spent five bucks on a giant pixie stick. Oh, no. I was like, that, sh- got, that was way too much. I got short pixie stick. Oh, for five bucks? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Go on. (laughs) So Ronald had finished the trip with the kids and brought his kids back uh, to his friend's home since they were staying the night. Before he and his wife let the kids go to bed, they were each allowed to eat one piece of candy. Timothy ate some of his pissy stick and complained that it had tasted bitter. Ronald gave him some Kool-Aid to wash it down, but it was to no avail. Timothy began vomiting and convulsing. They called 911 and Timothy was brought to the hospital, but was dead on arrival. When news hit the area, people immediately brought their children's Halloween candy to police departments to be checked for poisoned pieces. Holy shit. So investigators brought Ronald to the neighborhood in Pasadena to find the house that he said he'd gotten the candy from, but he couldn't find his way around to find it. Ronald told police that at the house where he hung back to see if he would answer, a man opened the door just a crack, stuck out his arm, and handed him the pixie sticks he gave the children. He said he never saw a face and described the arm as hairy. Okay, back up. <laughs> this house, did it have its lights on? No, it did not. Why the fuck 
would you stop at a house without its lights on on Halloween? I for those for any non-American listeners in America, if you are giving out candy, what in America? Yes, if you are giving out candy on Halloween, the correct protocol is even if it is like four in the afternoon to turn your uh, the lights on your deck on, like your outside yeah. lights on, to let turn people know porch. that you have candy. And that they can come and get it. If the house's lights are turned off, you ignore it. They're not giving out candy. They might be tired. They might not have. They might have forgotten. They, yeah, they might be. You know, unrelated. You know, like they, they're they're not participating. You move the fuck on. Yeah, you don't stop at a house that doesn't have its lights on. It's not worth have shit to do. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, this man is deeply suspicious, and um, I hope they got him. Yeah, so after this, the police collected all the pixie sticks from the families, and actually narrowly avoided any more poisonings. An 11-year-old who had gone trick-or-treating with Ronald's group had fallen asleep with his pixie stick in his arms. His little hands weren't both able to open the staples holding the end closed. With a pixie fix. Yeah, the pixie fix. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we call pixie dust kids when it's, uh, no, not going down the road. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you can bullshit that stuff. <laughs> I totally fucking could. I'm not going to because I'm going to stop yeah. stalling. So, but the pixie sticks were found to have cyanide inside the first two inches of the 21-inch candy. The motive and execution of this murder had investigators baffled. Why would anyone poison children on Halloween? In so, fairness, children are assholes. Oh. Yeah, they are. Everybody's I mean, assholes. I mean, everybody's an asshole at that age, but that's it's part of the development. It's a thing. Oh, it absolutely is. I'm just saying this whole, like, this bathroom, like, why would someone do that to a child? Have you spent time with children? Yeah. I love children. I love hanging out with them. I would never think to do anything yeah. even minorly harmful to a kid. That being said. Every once in a while. Kids can get on your nerves, and sometimes if someone has some stuff going on, and they're like, fuck them kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think children can make you as angry as any adult could. It's just like... They're better at pushing buttons. Yeah, they God's really bless. Are. They like it. Yeah. They, they have the impulse to do it, is the big thing. Well, yeah, boundary testing is a big thing. It's it's important to, you know, your your development as a, as a healthy human being. Yeah. It just so happens that when it's ha- that when like a little two foot person is like pushing your buttons all day, sometimes you're like, "Can you stop? Is that an off switch?" And there's not, yeah, not legally. Well, television. You'd think, but you, if if you overuse the television, it stops being that. Sure. Like you really, they're like. Anyways, we're not getting into like screen time right now. <laughs> we could. Yeah. I'm getting back. Mm. I know. After a few days, investigators had gotten frustrated and brought Ronald out again to find the house where he had received the candy. His memory was jogged, and Ronald was able to bring officers to the house he said the cryptic person had reached out and handed him contaminated treats. Has anyone investigated Ronald at this point? A bit. I mean, they obviously have been investigating him a bit, but, you know, they're much more suspicious of of the situation. They're still trying to investigate based on his story. Mm -hmm. Um, So they immediately went to the house and found that the man who lived there wasn't home, but at work. Investigators arrived at Houston's William Hobby P. Airport, where he worked and arrested him in front of his co-workers. Ah, shit. As it turned out, though, the man and his family had an airtight alibi. Fuck Yeah. The man was at work the night of Halloween, which was able to be confirmed by his colleagues and timestamps. And his wife and daughter were home, but had turned out the light and stopped answering the door early because they ran out of candy. And so they turned off the light like sane fucking people. As is tradition. There, there are some laws which are not written, but are, but which <laughs> must be passed on yes. from from caregiver to child, and on and on through the ages. And this is one of them. If yes. the lights are off, you're not getting your fucking candy. Exactly. If the lights are off, no one's handing out candy. Don't bother. 
unless you still hear music coming from there and then it's probably for a motif and go get your candy yeah but i mean even then you typically those houses will like have like something spooky in the yard like lights like twinkle lights or something Sometimes, I don't know, in my neighborhood, people were really able to do a lot of really elaborate designs mm-hmm. and shit, and so sometimes it would look really dark, but you'd hear music from, like, behind what looked to be kind of like a curtain. Oh, yeah, if and it looks so... like it's a curtain thing, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah Usually people would hear... still let a little yeah. light shine through so that you're kind of, you're drawn through the dark yard into, like, the house. And it's like... Yeah, I think that was the pur- purpose of the curtain, was to make it so you can't see light, but the fact that there's music still coming from there means... You're still good. And also, if you see a steady stream of kids going in and out, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I love the people who went all out. <laughs> I dream of that when we have a home. So, of course, uh, police suspicions are now really heating up on uh, Ronald O'Brien. Good. Yeah. So while trying to investigate Ronald, police felt they were getting nowhere, though they were suspicious of his actions on the day of Timothy's funeral. Apparently, he had written a song for Timothy and how now he was in, with Jesus in heaven. And there was a televised performance of him singing this song. He had, and he'd become ruffled when people didn't want to stay up simply to watch him perform. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so we got one of those. And then soon after, detectives had received a tip that Ronald had recently increased the life insurance policies for his children. I don't... Okay, maybe maybe this is me being a pleb. I don't think that you should have a life insurance policy on your child, except to cover potential funeral expenses. Yeah, I, exactly. I think that there should be a cap on that shit. Absolutely. Because that's fucked up. Yeah. And they had gone from $10,000 policies to $30,000 policies earning him a $60,000 payout if both children die. The fuck. Exactly. So police were already aware that Ronald had well over $100,000 in debt. So this was a really juicy tip. They had called his insurers to verify the increase in the policies. They confirmed the life insurance policies and informed them that Ronald had called about the insurance payout for the death of his son at 9 a.m., the morning after Halloween. Okay, so pro tip. Wait a day. Wait a day. Just make it seem like you're grieving. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, yeah, there like, comes a point with the level of stupidity of some of these people where I'm just like, you really didn't think that one through. I mean, and hear me out. Hear me out. Don't kill your kids. Don't kill anyone. Don't kill anyone. Obviously, don't kill anyone's never kids. a child. Horrifying. Don't kill Don't them. do that. That being said, the fuck. If you're gonna, you gotta be smart. So the police were granted a warrant to search the O'Brien home mm-hmm. and retrieved a pair of scissors that had plastic bits on it that were similar to the plastic for the giant pixie sticks. You don't fucking say. Yeah. So they arrested Ronald and took him in for questioning. Not much came from questioning him, but the further investigation was getting underway as well. They interviewed teachers at the community college where he took classes and found out that he asked some interesting questions in one class. Oh, no. Ronald had asked about poisons, uh, what poisons were more lethal, cyanide or other poisons, and how much cyanide it would take to kill different animals. The fuck, man. Investigators interviewed people at local chemical companies, and one man said that a man had come in asking about cyanide. He couldn't remember well what the man had looked like, but said he was wearing a smock, like a doctor, and had gotten upset when he found out the smallest amount he could buy was five pounds. <laughs> Which, yeah, some suppliers, they only buy, they only sell in bulk. It's, it's just how it works. <laughs> That's amazing. How much would five pounds of cyanide be? I'm concerned about anyone buying five pounds of cyanide at any given time. I like I get it. I'm not a scientist, so maybe you do have real purpose for it. But why? Well, I need to restock. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you are a poison company, I don't see why you need that much. Yeah, time. kill those rats. Yeah. Um, Is that what people use with rats? I feel like they use something else with rats. Um, I don't know. I don't uh, actually know. Her. We always just say rat poison. Yeah. I don't know. 
listeners, let us know. What's in rat poison? We don't want to Google it. If anyone wants to know, yeah. what's yeah. the active ingredient in rat poison? I don't know. Yeah. It's right. scarylife at gmail.com. Fuck yeah. Um, but at this point, investigators weren't able to prove Ronald had bought cyanide. But they felt they had strong enough case on circumstantial evidence alone to book him and put it to trial. Hell yeah. Which I will always argue circumstantial evidence is evidence. It just depends on the individual case. Obviously, some cases, yeah, yeah the circumstance, the stuff being circumstantial. If you well, haven't I, done a full investigation, especially, yeah, you need to do that full investigation. Yeah, but also like, don't now a lot of like DNA results count as circumstantial? It depends on the DNA. If it is the familial link DNA, then yes, it can be considered okay. circumstantial because it's not always guaranteed that right. you're the person that <laughs> right but yeah no for the most part dna is considered hard evidence okay the only people who would really consider it to be circumstantial if there is dna or something are you know science denier types uh, people from florida you know people who were on the jury for the casey anthony trial mm. fuck that bitch don't don't kill people just don't yeah especially your children don't kill your children they're adorable. They're right. annoying, but they're adorable. Also, if you find them annoying, consider the fact that you are the person <laughs> raising them. So their behavior is just a reflection of your behavior. If you don't like their behavior, you got to change your shit up. Yeah, but also, like, kids are going through some stuff and they don't have full... Yeah. They're, they're still discovering, like, new emotions and shit. So, oh, like, yeah. mood changes are normal, but, like... Yeah, but also, like, <laughs> sometimes a kid's going to tell you the same joke. 20,000 times. Yeah. I did that as a three-year-old with the with the uh, the Mayflower joke. So, like, April showers bring Mayflowers. What do Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. Oh. Yeah, and then oh. what do Pilgrims bring? Murder? Yeah, well, I was going to go genocide. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, I only told the first part um, because I heard it in preschool, and then I decided to make that the one joke that I told everyone for wow. um, Six months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kids do that. Yeah. And yet my parents let me live, and I love them for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they aren't going to give you up. Nah. So, in the plea hearing, Ronald unsurprisingly pled not guilty, maintaining his story that some mysterious person had given him the tainted candy. <laughs> At his trial, his wife had testified that she saw Ronald acting weird about the candy when they had gotten home. He nearly leaped to prevent the uh, the eight-year-old child of the friend he was staying with from eating the poisoned candy. Yeah. Later on, when it came time for the kids to choose one piece of candy before bed, he seemed to be urging Timothy to eat the pixie stick. It took, it took just 46 minutes for the jury to deliberate and find Ronald guilty of one charge of capital murder Good. and four counts of attempted murder. Good. After another hour of deliberation, it was decided that he would be sentenced to execution by electric chair, which for people who don't understand the American judicial system, you do your charge hearing and then the sentencing. So you get charged, which is where you get guilty, not guilty. And then if it's guilty, then you do sentencing. Mm -hmm. So this is why the jury deliberates twice. I mean, I'm not a fan of <laughs> killing people. But in this case... Yeah, there are rare cases. Like, ethically, I don't think that the right. FLT should be legal just because it's a very easily misused thing. Yeah, but, but on a deep personal soul level... Yeah, I think that there are definitely certain people who, like, should just be executed for their crimes. Mm -hmm. There's some people where it's like, once you stop having use, I don't want you around. Like, Charles Manson stopped being useful once he was in prison. He was an asshole. He maintained his innocence. He didn't do shit for the world. Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer, however, you know, he helped Jackson Douglas write the book Mindhunter. Yeah, he's the reason why we have the term serial killer. He's why we have understand the pathology in the background. The FBI will go to him for advice. He's been useful since he went to him, and I can support that. Oh, I just have a very large vengeance streak, and I 
I hope that I never have to put that to any sort of test. Because <laughs> I don't want to know what type of person I actually am. Anyways, moving on. Nice. Yeah. Um, but his grand... Uh, da, 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 there we go. Um, so Ronald attempted multiple appeals after a sentencing, maintaining his innocence. Dipshit. And his grounds for appear are, appeal uh, are as follows. One, that the exclusion of three jurors who expressed con- conscientious objections to the death penalty violated the rule of Witherspoon v. Illinois. Uh, okay. Two, that the Texas death penalty procedure is unconstitutional because it does not provide for jury instructions concerning mitigating circumstances. Bullshit. <laughs> No, that's that's it, that is a problem, Texas. I know it's a problem with Texas, but it's not a problem <laughs> with this specific case. Uh, three, that the defendant's constitutional rights were violated when the trial court permitted the prosecutor to comment on defense counsel's failure to ask defense witnesses certain questions about the defendant's reputation. Basically, they were like, there were no character witnesses, which like normally you don't fucking do that. Yeah. No Isn't that just when you're like, what, right? yeah, it's, it's something you do in a desperate time to have people come in and be like, he's a great guy. <laughs> like, it's not something you want to do in trial. You don't want to have random people on the stand. The stand. You, you typically don't even want the person you're defending on the stand. You just want experts and mm-hmm. people who were witness to things. Yeah. Um... Yeah, character character witnesses usually just work against people anyway. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, and four, that the trial court's refusal to instruct the jury on the law governing parole as it relates to persons sentenced to life imprisonment violated the defendant's due process rights. Which, sure, fair argument, but you're still sentenced to that doesn't change shit I mean the thing is like yeah we should definitely do a better job educating juries and empowering juries to like find out information that they actually need that being said dude can fucking die (laughs) but these appeals went to federal courts including the supreme court Oh, and we're all tonight. <gasps> Amazing. Every last one. We love to see it. Um, and the court documents for the appeals are available online. They are a fun read if you like court documents. So, <laughs> uh, for our listeners out there, because I know there's going to be a few of you being like, fuck yes. Um, Melody's eyes just lit up when she said court documents. Um, and it was amusing. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love a court transcript. It's just, uh, you get the juiciest information. It's where you get the best information. Y'all are nerds and I love you. Um, um, go on. So, on March 31st, 1984, Ronald O'Brien was executed for his crimes. By this point, the Supreme Court had ruled that the electric chair was cruel and unusual punishment, violating the Eighth Amendment. Good. So he was given lethal injection. Which is also not great. No. It's... I mean, you have to find a method that's humane, and in the end of the day, what can you consider humane if you're killing a person? Well, that's why morally and ethically, I believe in the death penalty, (laughs) however, vengeance. This is why I have a push and pull with it. Yeah. 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 I think it's been misused enough that we don't get to use it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we, we overuse the death penalty. We're too much of a mess for it. Yeah. But I do respect the people who are just like, yeah, death by firing squad, do it. See, it sounds cool, and then you think of the psychological aspects of it, and like, still, that causes so much stress. And they just it does. No, but I, li- I like the idea of... Like, if you are if you know that you're going to be killed, be like, no, I want 10 to 20 people to look me dead in the fucking eye yeah. while they kill me. And Fair. I want that on their, like, like yeah. I want that on their conscience. I want these people to stare at me while they kill me. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't get to do, like, this very nice, like, oh, well, we're going to inject you with this and then this. It's like, no, if you're going to be, if we are going to be a brutal society, then you need to look me in the eye and confront the brutality. Mm-hmm. Again, don't agree with it. Yeah. However, vengeance. Yeah. There's a reason why war, in a lot of ways, became more brutal when we became more distanced. We yeah. had planes and other things and ways of 
and killing each other without looking the other in the eye. Yeah, let's talk about drones. <laughs> um, we'll be here a while. I grew up near enough to an Air Force base that yeah. that's not going to go well. Um, but outside the penitentiary, there were about 300 people gathered to be there in real time during the execution of the man who killed Halloween. People will always people. Yeah. God's bless. And maybe many supporters of the execution were seen throwing candy at the anti-death penalty protesters. Which, yeah, is a little bit funny. Again, again, I don't agree with the death penalty, but god damn it. Yeah, That's good. Go for it. Live your life. Um, Ronald's final statement left behind was, what is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken a part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask your forgiveness, just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. Electric goddamn chair this man. Fuck it. Draw and quarter this dude for his, like, (laughs) if I've offended you. Road haul this motherfucker. I tie him to two trees, bend the trees back, and fucking (sighs) Um, kill this man. And, oh, this gets worse. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us, respectively, as human beings. Bitch. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. Bitch. To those close to me, know in your hearts that I love you, one and all. Oh, what about his son? Right. The child you murdered for money. (laughs) Bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. (laughs) O'Brien. P.S. During my time here, I have been treated well by all TDC personnel. (laughs) I, I think, (laughs) I think the lethal injection was too good for him. Yeah. Um, This is the, you know what, this is why I did not go into the law, because I'm a, yeah, but this is a death by hanging for me. Because if it doesn't snap, then he just gets to struggle. Yeah. And think about what he's done. I really do like the drawing and quartering, though. You know, you just tie him to four horses, have the horses run in the different directions, rip. True, true. Take his head, stick like it the on him. I do a road haul. What is that? They just so road haul. Uh, is it like keel hauling? No, basically you just strap them either to a horse or a car, or whatever, and just haul it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at twelve forty-eight a.m., Ronald was pronounced dead. And that, my dear Ellen, is the story of the murder of Timothy O'Brien and why we check our candy for tampering every Halloween, which statistically is highly unlikely to happen and really only happens because we have myths about tampering. This one (laughs) goddamn bastard ruined it for all of us. And the worst thing is, is that people still do try to do this hoax with their kids, so like grab their kids' candy, stick a couple needles in it, and be like, oh, my God. Don't do that shit. Okay, Karine, if you... People like attention. But here's the thing. I I think that that thing where, like, you do things to get your kids to, to react, like, where they, like, they're like, oh, I ate all your Halloween candy or some shit. Oh, I forget. Those are so cute, though. I hate those. Really? I can't... I mean... I, I hate... my favorite prank. Oh, because the thing is, in the end, they still have their candy, they still have so they their get candy, to be happy about it. But there's like the but but there's this trust that is lost. There, you're you're, you're like this, per, you know, like this person in authority can just do whatever the fuck they want. But I gave it back, so it's okay. Well, not necessarily, because the fact that you are giving it back is proving that this was an okay situation. Because there are a lot of parents who would just eat the candy. Yeah. And but that's also like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck you, kid. Like, Here's I think thing. You like, can take a parent tax. They are able to just hand the kid the candy back. Oh, yeah, parent tax is always allowed. But, like, the fact yeah. that they're, like, we didn't actually do it, and they'll hand it back right afterwards, especially since most of those kids tend to be like, it's okay, I love you. 
I know it breaks my heart. I'm like, no, every fight for your goddamn candy. I'm just like, yeah, dude, you're raised a decent kid. You gotta I'm here learn for every you have single teach- kid that went no. Yeah, you have to teach them to not like let people walk all over them. Yeah, and it actually is a good test for that. Do I need to teach my kid to not let people walk all over them? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There's other ways to do that. I'm. I will now. Uh, be hiding any children's candy from yeah. Melody specifically. <laughs> and also any recording equipment. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't like exploitative videos and things of yeah, kids no. online. Like, it's one thing if you're just generally sharing photos for family and stuff or for specifically yeah. on a private Facebook page, yeah. sharing specifically for family and things like that is acceptable. I do think there's a fine line when it comes to that sort of influencer thing. Yeah. Um, the second you're making money off your child. Yeah. I think the only person You need I, to step back and be like, okay. Yeah, the only person benefit? I think does it in a tasteful way is Mama Dr. Jones. And the, real, the only reason she includes her children is because she's an OBGYN. Oh, yeah. I've never <laughs> seen a video of hers with the kids' faces, though. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple, like, early ones where you can see faces and things. She'll post a picture every once in a while. Oh, that's fine. I mean, but, she's also, like, talking about... Yeah, she's very specifically talking about obst- obstetrics and gynecology. Mm-hmm. And especially sometimes those early months after the baby is born. Yeah. So with her branding, it makes sense to include the fact that she's mom but the thing is she does avoid so much yeah she avoids bringing her kids into every episode and doing like oh yeah yeah there's just like there's one episode where you see her just going about a regular day for her and so her kids are there because she she worked a shift and now she has to pick up the kids and do a target run yeah Uh, yeah, i don't know i'm very and she hasn't, yeah, she hasn't done anything like that since, and I think it's been at least two years oh, since yeah. that one. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just, I am always, I am suspicious less of people's motivations and more of, like, companies and algorithms Yeah, in this case. And, I mean, like, this is part of the reason why I do have a level of respect for Eminem. He has kept his daughter and stepdaughters out of so fucking much. Good. <laughs> Good. Um... I also think kids deserve to have a fairly clean state slate when they start kind of doing their own social media. Yeah. There's, I don't know. There's, there's a balance. There's a balance. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is like, you should be able to share your life just like anybody else would. Right. Part like, of being that sometimes is being a parent. Right. And having kids. Yeah. But um, I also think that you've always got to keep in mind that like these kids are their own people and are going absolutely. to grow up and that you've got to think like, is, what am I posting? Yeah, what am I posting? Is this something they're going to want to be on the web when they're job searching? Absolutely. Is this just something that I should keep on a private page so I can pull it up for their, like, when they bring home their for, first, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, oh, yeah. date yeah. mate, whatever? Uh, because there's you, sh- you should be able to embarrass your children, but on a small scale. <laughs> small scale embarrassment is good and healthy. Oh, yeah. Exactly. In moderation. I mean, children and Halloween is just one of my favorite things, especially, like, that's one of my favorite things as an adult, is seeing tiny humans in costume. I love that Halloween, like, right before kids are, like, able to fully pick costumes themselves, and the parents are just like, you're going to be a squishy little pumpkin, and they're just toddling around in these little pumpkin suits, and they're so cute, <laughs> and, and also, like, kids picking out their costumes and being aggressively specific about who they're being. Oh, yeah. Like, I have seen some unique ass costumes, and they'll be like, "I'm this person from this book series," and then gush about it, and I'm just like, "Thank you, thank yeah. you for the info dump." Or like, you guess what the kid's costume is, and they're like, "Well, actually, I'm this from this," and da 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 da, and I'm like, "Excellent, oh, I'm like, um... claim your power." One year, I when I was like in uh, preschool, I was specifically a queen, and everybody called me a princess, and oh. I got really fucking pissed. Oh yeah. Especially because there was another little girl who was dressed as a princess. And then when she heard that I was a queen, she's like, well, I'm a queen, too. And I was like, no, you're no, not. No, you're not, bitch. You're not. And she's like, no, I'm a queen and you're a princess. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I almost fought her. I think there were, there were like. You look like you still want to fight her. 
A little bit. <laughs> Listen, I have only almost gotten into fights at school twice, and it was that time in preschool and also, like, once in kindergarten. Oh. Someone told me that girls couldn't marry girls, which at that point, legally, they couldn't, but, like, I had aunties, and I was like... No, they're hugging married. And my, they say so. <laughs> my kindergarten teacher had to step in before I punched him out. <laughs> and then oh, my yeah. poor mother had to, like, explain to me at home, like... Technically, and I was like, "What do you mean? My aunties are living in sin." And she was like, Fuck it. <laughs> "Yeah, my mom fucked up. She raised me on Jane Austen." Um, there's so on your interpretation of sin. I was a little pagan child. I shouldn't have had an interpretation of sin. That is true. There is. I mean, sin is a very unique Christian concept. It's weird. It's very. It's very specifically it's Christian, and a lot of people don't realize that there is no Hebrew word for sin. Hell yeah. Um, you know, there's different words that get used for it. But yeah, there's, the, there, there's a lot of words that we don't do that shit, which can be anything from like, hey, maybe it's not a good idea, to it's dangerous, to don't be a gross fucking person. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, that quote in Leviticus that let people love to man shall not lie with another man. But it's actually like, top man about should not. Yeah. A man should not lie with Zakar, is the actual Hebrew word mm-hmm. in that place, which is sheep meaning your apprentice, because it, at that time in the Greco-Roman right. apprenticeship system was based around pedophilia. Yep. Which is gross and yeah. rough. Basically, you teach them a trade and they do sexual favors. It was fucked. And a lot of Judaism is just being like, don't, don't be a pedophile. Do that shit. Don't rape people. Just be fucking nice and feed people. Yeah. <laughs> you can do just about anything if it is to save a life. Well, just be fucking kind. Yeah. Jews don't care about nice. They care about kind. There is a difference. Nice is different than good. Yep. Yeah. Jews strive to be good, not nice. And that is why we're kind of... Dicks. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're bossy assholes. Uh, that, if anyone's wondering why Bernie Sanders is the way he is, man might be secular, but he's fucking Jewish. Oh, no. There's a very important aspect of being culturally jewish Mm -hmm. that it it is it explains his volume and intensity (laughs) Uh, i love people like he shouts and i'm like is he he's not shouting he's just asking for the loud it's fine it's fine there's a difference between talking loudly and shouting there's that and there's this certain decibel level that jews hit when they're passionate about something yeah that's not quite yelling but it's but very close. And there's a difference. <laughs> and it's important. And he hits that decibel level on a very consistent Semi-constantly. Because <laughs> he just loves the work he does. Yeah. And it's also that, like, very, like, productive complaining. You know? Like, it's productive complaining. Which is what Jews do. Yeah, no, exactly. We productively complain. Like, I think when people are like, oh, Jews complain so much. It's like, well, that's part of the way we bond. How do you think we get progress in this world? Jews keep complaining. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Jews are just like, hey, hey. I don't like that. Hey, hey. That's not fair. We should be taking care of each other. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. We should just feed the kids at school rather than charge for lunch. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the fact (laughs) that we we should finish? Yeah, we should finish up the episode. Goddamn. Um, Um, We better have some fun, spooky shit next time, Ellie. We're going to have some fun, spooky shit. Pinky fucking promise me. And uh, also going to be recording some bonus for the Patreon. Ooh. Uh, All right. Uh, Our darling patrons. Yes. If you want to see this bonus content, of which I know literally nothing about what you're doing. You'll be getting more info since this okay, one will cool, be cool, less cool. about surprising you. It'll be more us talking. Hell yeah. Creating those parasocial relationships. Ooh. We love to see it. All right. My dear patrons. We'll see you soon. And also everybody else, become patrons. If Yeah, if you would like to support us financially, help us improve everything about this podcast to feed us and all that. Also our cats. And our cats help us feed ourselves, our cats, and uh, the world because we're the type of people who just feed to people. Decent, decent charities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I promise I will give $20 to a homeless person. Um Oh, it's so nice. Thank you. I try and do it in like smaller bills though, so they're not just oh, like same. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh and if you and if you're not financially at a point where you can do that, 
We understand. understand. This is free entertainment. Hell yeah. But like, tell somebody you think would like this that you like it. Or if... Leave a review on Apple yeah. Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Spotify has no reviewing system, but just, like, whenever you have a friend's phone in your hand, open it up and follow us on there, because that helps us, too. <laughs> doesn't matter if they listen. God. Algorithms are a bitch, Ellen. We need to manipulate the algorithm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm here for it. Um, but, yeah, I hope you have a very fun uh, Spooky-tober. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Or uh, here. Send any uh, spooky or fun stories or connections you have to any great stories to it's a scary life at gmail.com. Yeah, or, or tell us what's in rat poison, because I yeah. don't know, and I don't want to look it up, because I don't want to look suspicious. <laughs> and you can also do so by jamming us on our social media. So it's a scary That's life. A Facebook, really. Instagram, and Twitter. And we will be back soon. Yeah. All right, guys, go get therapy and have a great time. Love you.